0: Have you ever lied about your age? Many people, especially women, tend to do this. And most of the time, the only time someone would lie to make themselves older is maybe between high school and their 21st birthday. Or is it? We know lying's wrong, but we all have those little white lies that we tell ourselves or others. It's usually to hide something about ourselves that we are insecure about or afraid of being judged for. That's not the way to live. You and your people should know you, should know your story. For years, my kids didn't even know my real age because what if they slipped and told someone it was so dumb, but it was so important to me. And it took something huge for me to realize that. Before you say no to the next picture or birthday celebration or gift, let me tell you why I lied about my age for so long. Welcome to the Cook Who Can't Eat podcast, where we're making food, family, and life a little easier, one bite at a time. Hello, my friend. I'm so glad that you're here. We recently celebrated my birthday, and while that probably sounds very normal to you, it Actually, it feels odd for me to say celebrate because I've always hidden or avoided the day, not because I was worried about or scared of getting older. In fact, I was looking forward to it. I've always thought that people, especially women, are their most beautiful and truest self in that mid to late 30s, their 50s and beyond. They carry themselves and walk around with a confidence that always made me think they had figured out that secret to life. While I avoided my birthdays, I love making a big deal of other people's birthdays, finding the perfect present, making them a special dinner, baking their favorite cake, anything I could do. I just loved celebrating that they are here and that I am lucky enough to be in their life. I love it. We've all heard the stories in books and movies about how birthdays are these huge transformational times for people, but that's not real birthdays are actually a little more like New Year's Eve. Lots of anticipation, lots of buildup for what ends up being a fairly ordinary day. But for some reason, I thought that because I wasn't having these huge transformations, that maybe I wasn't worth celebrating. I think as women and as mothers, it's so easy for us to get lost and stuck in our own criticisms. I felt like I was constantly failing. I had no idea who I was, what I wanted to do and combine that with the lack of these huge transformations and who on earth is going to want to celebrate that? Then I met Hub. No one other than my parents have ever tried to make my birthday as special as he does. Every year he goes above and beyond. When I asked him why he would put such an effort into this, like let's do something else, he told me that it was his right to celebrate the woman he loved any way he wanted to. It's hard to argue with that. Again, as women and mothers, I think we get so used to putting ourselves last that it's easy to ignore our achievements and our milestones because we're focused on doing anything and everything for anyone else. But now that our world has been rocked and shaken to the core, we celebrate everything, including me. While I'm still a little uncomfortable... I am so grateful for the love and the effort he puts in every year on my birthday because he knows the real me, the good, the bad, the ugly, everything in between. He knows it all and he still wants to celebrate me. I can't really say no to that. If for no other reason, then that is the kind of love we want to teach our kids that they should find. One way and one reason why I always ignored my birthday was because I've lied about my age for as long as I can remember, but it's not what you think. So why would I lie about my age? Well, I do have a May birthday, so I was always one of the youngest in my grade and that wasn't really fun, but not a big deal. If I'm honest, it really started when I had my daughter. I had been feeling really horrible. All the home pregnancy tests came back negative. The initial doctor's test came back negative, but I was still feeling so awful that we decided to do a blood test check for pregnancy along with all sorts of other stuff. We drew some blood real quick on a Friday afternoon right before the office closed. 8.02 AM on Monday, I got a call from them that they needed me to come in immediately. My number was so high, they needed to do an ultrasound to determine dates and check on development. I was scared out of my mind. I had no idea what to do. I had no idea what I was going to do. It was just pure shock. And then that ultrasound tech turned the screen around, and I was a mom. I was 12 weeks and two days pregnant absolutely terrified and completely head over heels in love. It was a really strange mix of emotions. I was 20 years old, not a kid, but definitely not a fully grown adult. I didn't know myself. I still felt like I was flailing, trying to figure my stuff out. I was still in school trying to finish my degree. This was more than 20 years ago. So that stigma around being a single mom, being a young mom, and especially around being a young single mom was still big and very prevalent. Even knowing that, I was still caught off guard by the reactions I got when I started sharing my news with loved ones. You're too young for this. There is no way you can provide for you and your baby. You're too young and still in school. All your plans about traveling, buying a house, having a wedding, or really any of those big things you've ever talked about, they're gone. You better accept that now. You know you have choices, right? Have you thought about adoption? You need to have an abortion immediately. I don't think you really understand what this means for you. I always thought you were really smart, and this is dumb. Without a man and at your age, you're going to end up on state assistance or something like that forever. You are too young to understand what you're actually doing to yourself and that poor child. Not exactly the congratulations or well wishes I was hoping for. And I didn't understand why so much of it centered around my age. This negative stigma was so overwhelming and at the time I didn't realize the impact it would have on me while i was pregnant i turned 21 and it was actually also my golden birthday i had always planned on doing something fun and special instead i was very largely pregnant uncomfortable and that was the day i learned i could no longer squeeze myself into a restaurant booth not the greatest way to spend my 21st birthday but i was grateful for what i was growing at this point none of my friends had kids And most of the moms and moms-to-be that I was meeting were much older than me. And social media was not really part of our life. I was already a very self-conscious and insecure person. But now, wow, my life was so lonely. And what made it worse was that I didn't even know myself well enough to enjoy my time alone. It all felt heavy. And the only option I could come up with was Perfection. Everything had to be perfect. I had to somehow be a perfect mom, a perfect dad, a perfect provider. I had to raise a perfect kid. I had to perfectly present her with every opportunity out there. Perfection is not possible. So instead, all I felt was constant failure, one after another, after another, after another. This led to more insecurities and struggles And I look back and I realize how much of my life I spent in fight or flight. So I cope any way that I could. And lying about or not telling people my age was one of the ways I did that. Without the knowledge of my age and making comments like, oh, I just look a lot younger than I actually am. When I would meet moms or moms to be, I would be looked at as an equal, as a peer, rather than a kid raising a kid, which is what I experienced in the beginning. Once I finished school, I stepped into corporate America, where my decision to lie about my age was very strongly endorsed very quickly. I was successful in my career, often reaching positions typically filled with people much older than I was. When others looked at my position, the fact that I had a kid, and those same, oh, I just look younger than I am comments, we could more often than not skip over the whole age conversation. Their impression and opinion of me was then based off my work ethic, my ability, and how well we work together. You may think it's crazy to suggest this or that there's no way this happens, but it does, and it happens all the time. If or when a colleague would learn my age, it almost always became a factor, especially in the beginning of my career. I would have to deal with comments like, at your age, you probably don't know, whatever it was. I'd like to introduce you to Holly. She is whatever my position was, even though she is only. And then they would say my age as though it contradicted my position or something. This pay rate is very fair and competitive for someone your age. That's not how that works and caused a lot of issues because it would contradict what the pay range was for my position. And in many cases, I was not only paid less as a woman, but paid even lower because I was younger. How did you get this position if you're only whatever my age was? Insinuating that I was in my position for reasons that were not based on professional merit. Looking back, I'm embarrassed by how much I allowed this to bother me and by how much I allowed it to happen. For years, not even my kids knew my true age. When they would ask, I would say something like 173, 321, 104, or some other crazy, unrealistic number because it ensured that they could never slip and accidentally tell someone or give away my age because it felt as though that kind of just little slip would leave me exposed and vulnerable. Crazy, right? Why do we feel like we have to hide parts of ourselves to be loved, to be accepted? It's crazy. Now, I always looked for ways to ignore or cancel my birthday It did help me hide that number. I was able to cancel my 36th birthday because of graduation activities for one of our kiddos. I canceled my 39th birthday because it was my first one with my feeding tube and all this illness. I just couldn't be in that headspace because I was so overwhelmed with what was happening to my body. Then I almost didn't make it to my 40th birthday almost died twice in the months leading up to that birthday, and it was an actual miracle that I was still here. So even though I was brokenhearted that we couldn't do all the things we've talked about and planned for my 40th, we celebrated and I participated. I posed for pictures. I gladly opened presents. I listened to the stories about me as a child. I blew out my candles. While it was still uncomfortable and I felt very awkward, it was worth it. Why does it sometimes take something so dramatic or so big to pull us out of our own insecurities enough to enjoy our own life? The last few years have been an interesting time for me. I have faced some of my hardest days, answered some questions, discovered questions I know I'm going to have to find answers to, and I've realized things about myself that have rocked me to my core. I can now look back at my life and answer so many questions, experiences, actions, and events suddenly make sense. I don't believe in wishing to change the past. It's a waste of energy and will only ever frustrate you. Plus, I'm never willing to risk my loved ones to change a mere moment in my past. However, I do believe that you can feel regret as long as you never lose the lesson. I can't go back in time and knock some sense into me. So I thought I would share with you what I would say if I could. Celebrate your youth every day. You will never be this young again, and it's an asset, not a liability. There isn't always time. So when opportunities present themselves, take them. Spend time getting to know yourself. It's the one relationship that will affect absolutely everything else. Your time, energy, and money is really only good for two things. Helping and loving on the people in your life and helping others. Travel as much and as often as you can. Be yourself unapologetically because it's the only way you're going to end up with the right people in your life. Do not ever let anyone make you question your worth. Stand up for what's right, even if you end up standing alone. Fight for the things that you deserve and need, because nobody's going to do it for you and nobody's coming to help you. Food should be enjoyed and respected. Find something that you love and make it part of your life. In times of tragedy or triumph, always be the helper. Wear your scars proudly, they made you who you are. Never ever stop learning and for the love of God, if you become a parent, do not blink. Don't do it, just don't blink, don't do it. Life isn't always easy and when we as women and mothers put ourselves last, we are telling ourselves that we aren't worthy of time or attention And we're teaching the people in our lives that we aren't important. I don't want that behavior or that mindset to be something that my kids take with them in life. Celebrating my birthday is still really awkward and uncomfortable, but I know a lot of that is my own insecurities rearing their ugly little heads. My life is nothing like what I thought it would be. And while I'm sad for everything that's been lost, I know how lucky I am to still be here, even if it's in my failing body. I definitely wouldn't recommend this path, but these last few years have given me time to start learning who I am and to work on myself. I finally feel safe enough to be me with the people i love to show them who i am nothing hidden nothing covered up just me it's a process but i'm realizing how important it is for your loved ones to really know you all of you and to know your story that is the behavior and the mindset that i do want my kids to carry with them we can spend our lives in a million different ways But I really think what we're meant to do is to figure out who we are, who our people are, and invest in one another. It usually just means we have to get out of our own way. Don't leave yet. I've got a delicious recipe up next. It's the velvety texture combined with the sweet, tart taste of lemons that makes lemon pound cake a perfect. Anytime time dessert and a family favorite during the summer months. Start by sifting together your flour, salt, and baking powder, then set it aside for later. In a separate bowl, beat together your sugar and butter until it's nice and light and fluffy. Mix in your eggs one at a time before adding your sour cream, lemon juice, lemon zest, ginger, and vanilla. Next, add your sifted ingredients and your buttermilk, alternating between the two, but make sure that you start and end with your dry ingredients. You don't want to overmix your cake batter, so as soon as that flour is incorporated, stop mixing. Now grab some unsalted butter and grease up that bundt pan. There's nothing worse than having a delicious cake that gets stuck. I like to give my batter one last good stir so that nothing's missed or left on the bottom before I fill my bump pan. Bake at 325 degrees for 75 to 80 minutes. While the cake bakes, make your glaze and frosting. Once your cake is done baking, let it cool for about 5 to 10 minutes in the pan and then carefully turn the cake out onto a platter or cake stand. Brush your glaze all over the cake, then allow it to cool completely. This can get a little messy, but it's absolutely worth it. Once your cake has cooled completely, cover it and refrigerate it for about an hour before you add your frosting. It's time to frost the cake, cover it completely, use standard bun cake lines, drizzle it on top and allow it to drip down the side. However you wanna frost this cake is exactly the way it's meant to be frosted. Once the frosting's on, I do like to stick the cake back in the refrigerator for about another 30 to 60 minutes so that the frosting can set, which makes slicing and serving a little easier, but it's definitely not required. As much as I love this recipe, I don't always have enough energy to follow all the steps. Here are a few simple changes that can make this recipe more accessible without losing quality or flavor. Start by whisking together the dry mix from a boxed lemon cake and lemon-flavored instant pudding. Mix in your milk, then add the four eggs one at a time. Beat in your vanilla, sour cream, and lemon juice. Then pour your batter into a buttered bun pan and bake at 350 degrees for to 45 minutes. For the glaze, mix your powdered sugar and lemon juice until it's nice and smooth. For the frosting, you have three options: You can use the original recipe, you can use a pre-made can, or you can give a pre-made can a bit of a glow-up with cream cheese, vanilla, powdered sugar, salt, and some lemon juice. As for the cooling, glazing, and frosting steps, they're the same as before. I hope these changes can help you enjoy a more accessible version of this delicious cake. I love to serve this with strawberries or lemonade, but however you serve it, it. just take a moment to enjoy this surprisingly refreshing summer treat if you make this recipe tag me baking is always more fun when it's done together accessibility matters so the audio for every episode is available on your favorite podcast platform and in video with audio and closed captions on our youtube channel while you're there be sure to subscribe because we have some amazing episodes coming up thank you for joining me me. Until next time, my friend.